guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parents Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to episode 85, a Your Child Explained episode. And the second half of of a question and answer, a Q&A that I got a few weeks ago from listener Susanna. If you go back and listen to last week's bonus Your Child Explained episode, I don't usually do the usually they're every other week and they come after a guest episode. So in fact, this one comes after the wonderful Elizabeth Miller, who was Tuesdays and we talked about how to take care of ourselves while taking care of our kids. Um, that was episode 84. So you can you can access it by going to weturnedoutok.com slash 084. And as a matter of fact, I will link to it in the show notes so you can get to it that way as well. And then you just have to click the link. That was a fantastic interview, a fantastic conversation with a really amazing woman, amazing mom. And she is building a, I don't know, I guess a kind of community for people who are in that sandwich generation, kind of stuck between kids the demands of kids and family life you know for in within her own family as an within her family that she's like the the parent of and also kind of stuck between that and the 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 care that needs to be given to the elder generation to her parents and um it was a really great conversation and i think it's really important for listeners cuz i know you you guys very often uh, have much younger kids, right? You, you, if you're listening, you probably have a baby or a three-year-old or a six or seven-year-old, and maybe you're not quite to that point yet where you've got ailing parents that you're also caring for. Uh, so you, maybe you're not quite part of that sandwich generation. But so much of what Elizabeth talks about has really to do more with putting on our oxygen masks before we put on anybody else's. So in other words, we need to take care of ourselves before we can take care of somebody else. And in fact, I think I called the episode that like something about how to put on your own oxygen mask with Elizabeth Miller. And um, so go back and take a listen to episode 84. And today, as I said, we are doing the We Turned Out Okay, Your Child Explained episode, which these Your Child Explained episodes are always about figuring out what's going on in our kids' heads so that we can understand and maybe hopefully stay one step ahead of them. And today I'm going to answer the second question that listener Susanna asked a few weeks ago. She got in touch and her first question was completely unrelated to the second question. The first one was about street smarts with kids. So if you want to take a listen to that, it's the bonus episode from last Thursday and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And so here's her second question. Here's Suzanne's second question. It is, how to deal with the acting out that comes with a new baby in the family, hitting, potty training, regression, etc. So much is on how to physically intervene with hitting, but with an infant in the arms, this is often impossible. And Susanna, I feel your pain. <laughs> I think we all do. Anybody with more than one kid has had that experience of, or even anybody who's been more than one kid. If you were, if you were the oldest or if you're, if you're not the baby, then, then I think we maybe have these experiences of like 
they're getting more attention than me. She loves them more than she loves me. Um, or he, you know, dads, this can be with dads too. And I know that hitting especially and the potty training regression. I actually did that. Apparently I was perfectly beautifully potty trained at 18 months old and my brother came along and I forgot how to do that because he was getting, I mean, I wasn't there to think about it, obviously. I mean, I was just, I was existing, but I don't have memories of that time. But I think the idea is that, well, if the little brother's getting so much attention for not being able to go on the potty, then I want that too. Plus, maybe kids are not that far out of it. I mean, a lot of kids find a diaper really, really comforting. And a few weeks ago, I talked about this preschooler that I used to have that, that she was so afraid to turn three because she didn't, her parents were like, when you're three, no more diapers for Becca. You're going to be going out to the bathroom on the potty. And she just didn't want that. And she was terrified. She wanted to stay in her diaper. And so they like made her, I mean, they didn't do this on purpose. And, but they made her third birthday just a, a, a scary thing for her because they didn't allow, they, they made like, they tied the birthday to this potty training thing. And, um, kids get can get really attached to to their to their diapers I mean they've never the potty feels cold and strange and I mean when when we were when we were training our kids with our youngest we we literally resorted to donuts there was this one day where my husband and I thought it was a brilliant idea at the time he said if you go poops on the potty I will buy you a donut (laughs) and that's what worked that worked for him so um you know, and he's 11 years old and he doesn't need donuts to go poops on the potty anymore. So it, it, you, we will, this too shall pass, Susanna. We will all get through this. Um, the hitting, I feel like, I mean, I think if we can try to understand, I guess what I would ask is that, that we would, we could maybe try to understand what is going on in there. So with the potty training, I think with the regression, it's pretty clear that that they are seeing this baby get all this attention for going to the bathroom in, you know, in a diaper. And, you know, we often say things like, oh, I can't talk right now. I have to change this baby because we obviously, we don't want, you know, number one and number two, kind of those elements everywhere. We want to get this done and get it over with. And the younger the baby, of course, the more time we spend uh, taking care of that. So we, we often have our backs to our other kids and, as we're concentrating on this one kid. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of jealousy that can develop there. And I'm going to bring up right now, um, Susanna, when you, when you wrote, I did write back and I, I try to, what I try to do if, if I choose a question for the show is I try to say, okay, I'm going to answer this question on the show. So I'll, I'll let you know when that's out. But in the meantime, here is a resource and the resource Susanna that I recommended, if you remember is, uh, a book called Siblings Without Rivalry by Elaine Faber. Wait a minute. Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish. Faber and Maslish. It is like the the cornerstone. It's 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 such a great book for sibling issues. And new babies are a big part of sibling issues. So so if you haven't gotten that book yet, uh, Susanna or anyone listening, I, I highly recommend it. It's wonderful. It takes you back to your own childhood. I mean, because a lot of the a lot of the things that we do as parents, we kind of unconsciously do because of of the way that things were handled when we were kids. So, I mean, they talk about like like a mom who this is the parent talking about when she was the kid and like she had this 
uh, you know, I don't remember the situation exactly, but I remember that it had to do with hair. I feel like she got so angry as a child because her mother was always like combing her sister's beautiful hair and like she just got all this attention for her amazing hair. And so this, the, the parent basically said, so one night when she was asleep, I cut it all off. And I got in big, big trouble for that. And that caused a lot of resentment. And of course, but you can't let them not get in trouble for that, right? I mean, like there's all these things that it's not fair for you to cut off somebody's hair. It's it's terrible. And um, so so anyway, this book, Siblings Without Rivalry, I, I mean, I think you should hit pause, go, go to your lo- local library website, order the book, get it on reserve, and then come back and listen. We'll, we'll wait for you. <laughs> and... It's such a great resource because it just gets into all these situations. But Susanna, I think that uh, with the potty training, we've kind of already talked about it. With the hitting, I, w- I was thinking about this because you, you say um, it's hard to physically intervene with an infant in the arms. It's impossible. And I agree. That's true. You know, you can't. Um, it's very difficult when you have a baby in your arms to really pretty much do anything except for care for that baby, right? And I'm remembering when my mom, my mom has shared with me when my youngest was, youngest brother was born, my mom shared with me that I didn't have, he was seven years younger than me. So I didn't really have that much of a problem with him. Um, I think like it was okay. But my younger brother so so now my younger brother is this middle child. My brother Rob was five when our baby brother Dave was born. And uh, I don't know that he hit. I think he may have. I can't really remember. But I, my mom tells the story of going to get Dave out of his crib one day when he was really young. And my brother Rob is standing at his crib and he's saying, I hate you. I wish you go back where you came from. And I mean, it just, it just killed my mother to hear that. I mean, my brother Rob is a, is a generous, kind hearted kid, like, but to have all that malice and anger in there, thank goodness he could express it with words. I think probably he was old enough. He was five. So maybe he could, he was more able to express it with words than like a two-year-old who was just going to hit. Right. And so my mom went to her, the pediatrician, our pediatrician, and the pediatrician said, uh, you know what? let the baby cry, put him down and let him cry, put him in his crib, make sure he's somewhere safe and focus your attention on that, on that, on that other kid, on that older kid, because he needs that. And so my mom did that. She, she, um, I don't know how often, but it, it, you know, at least once, maybe more than once, she was playing, you know, a game or something with my brother, Rob. And uh, Dave would wake up from a nap and he would start to cry. And my mother would ignore it and he and she would say okay you know we're going to keep playing and my brother rob would say well what about the baby he's crying and my mother would say well you know right now he's okay and i'm playing with you i want to stay with you and so my brother rob kind of got that message that you know what i'm important too and i think whether you're in a situation where you can do that um or not i don't you know i don't know uh some babies these days don't have cribs they they spend their they they spend a lot more time sort of attached to mom, you know, in a sling or whatever. And I'm all for that. I think that's a wonderful thing. Uh, babies sometimes don't have cribs. They sleep in a family bed. Uh, any, any way that you can find to kind of take the attention off the little new one and put it onto the siblings uh, is, I, I think, something important to think about. And 
I know you can do it because Susanna, you're a creative person and you're a caring mom. You know, you cared enough to write in and ask this question. And I, I have, I have real confidence that you're going to, you're going to figure out a way to really just take the attention off the baby and give it to the older siblings. Cause that's, that's what they need. That's what they're craving. Um, you know, maybe if you're if you're into the baby wearing, you could take take the baby and and put him in a back carrier or put the set up the sling so it can go in back, so that now your front is there for um for your older your older kids for a hug or for snuggling to read or or whatever. Um, also, I just thought of a really great resource that my mom sent me when my second child was born, and it's called oh I probably better look this up. I think it's called On Mother's Lap. And first of all, I love this book so much because it is, it's like an Inuit family uh, or uh, certainly a Northern Native American, possibly Native Canadian. Um, I think Native Canadians are called first people. So it's a, I'm not even sure if it's Canadian, but I'm typing it in now on mother's good pod here, right? Lap. Um and I just want to make sure that, that that's what it's called because I'm going to link to it in the show notes. This is it is it's called on Mother's Lap. Um, it's an Eskimo. It's it's portrayed in what's called an Eskimo setting, but I feel like uh, I don't know. Maybe the word Eskimo is a little outdated at this point. Anyway, it's by Anne Herbert Scott, and the fact that they're Eskimo or Inuit or first people, first nation, whatever, is really not even addressed at all. What it is, is is they're in this small home and the scenes outside are all real winter scenes. And um, the mom is happily playing with her older child, her say one, two, three-year-old, something like that. And, and she's got him on her lap and he says, I'm going to go get boat. And so he goes and gets his boat and now they're sitting together on the lap with the boat. And, and then he says, I need, I can't remember. I need pail or I need, I need some other, I need shovel and bucket. I need some other thing and maybe a blanket, maybe a stuffed animal. And then, you know, they're sort of enjoying each other's company and the baby wakes up and, um, and the, the little boy is like, oh. I, you know, it's all over now, right? Like this is done. And he communicates somehow that he's really unhappy and he doesn't think there's any room. And the mom says, well, let's see. And I love that. It's like, hmm, let's give this a try. And they bring over the baby and now it's the boat, it's the blankie, it's whatever other implements that the little boy wanted. It's the little boy and it's the baby. And they're all there. And, and the little boy says, this feels good. And I'm, I'm tearing up. It's such a good book. And the mom says, there's always room on mother's lap. And um, sorry, I didn't realize this was going to hit me quite so hard today. <laughs> um, and so maybe that's something to try too, Susanna, is just, you know, reading that book, getting a copy of it and reading it with, um, with your older kids and maybe making a game out of how many kids can we get on mother's lap, you know? Um, because it's, it's that what you're trying to promote, I think is that loving feeling. It's not so much either the baby or me, the little kid so much as, you know, there's room in, in, I think that what, what that child wants 
and I think this comes up in Siblings Without Rivalry, what every child wants is not to be the only, um, like not to be, not to exclude others. I think if we, if we try to think about like what's fair and what's equal, it kind of gets into that a little bit. We're not going to set a timer and devote an hour of our attention to this child and then turn our attention to another child. But the, the point I think is that we have enough love in our hearts to go around. And as long as when our children are feeling that love for them, it's okay. You know, they, they want, of course they want your individual attention and it's good to give them that sometimes, but to also try and promote this feeling of like, I I love, you know, I love you so much because you're so special to me. And I love her so much because she's so special to me in this other way. I think kids really, uh, understand that, that, they're they're really really I'm sorry I feel like I I wasn't expecting to start crying over that book (laughs) Suzanne I'm feeling a little bit like woo right now um just overwhelmed emotionally but I think kids this is really what happens in siblings without rivalry they they help us understand that kids get that you love other people right in fact they love a lot of people too and and what's neat is when you are loved you're beloved because of your because of something that's special about you because of your smile because of your joking because of your personality and um and kids have it in their hearts to expand that out to their siblings um as long as they're feeling that special love you know from us so um so I hope that answers your question uh, Susanna I feel um I feel just you know emotionally overwhelmed I, I had kind of I mean in our family there are obviously there's rivalry between siblings and um as our kids get older what we're noticing is that they want they like it's it's really becoming about peers now you know um so we just went camping and the older kids the what we've always called the bigs um are now teens you know they're 15 14 13 years old and so my younger son is part of he used to be a little, but he's really not a little anymore. He is, he's entering adolescence. So his body doesn't look very much, very different. You know, he's taller and stuff like that, but his inclinations are different. He wants to be with the big kids. He wants to share jokes about, I don't know. I I mean, you know, he wants to share a little bit more racy jokes perhaps, or um, he, he, he wants to, he came to me one day and he said, mom, I just had this amazing talk with two girls, he says to me, and I am a feminist. <laughs> it was just like, they're getting these big, big ideas that you just don't have when you're eight, you know, or nine. And the reason I bring it up is because the older one, my older one is like, dude, these are my friends. What the heck? You know? And, um, and in a camping situation, I mean, those lines are just completely blurred. And so the older sibling had to figure out, Max had to figure out, how am I going to integrate with my group of friends, which is now including younger kids, including my brother. Like, so he was perfectly fine with all the other younger kids. Anybody, you know, anybody who wanted to join this group was great as long as they were not his brother. And, um, you know, so that that was a thing that came up and they resolved it. They actually worked it out real well. Um, so these kinds of sibling things, they, they come up in different ways, I think, as we get older. And if we can start them off with the idea that like, 
we are special for ourselves and our parents love us for ourselves. And, you know, that, that just, I feel like that sets them up on the path. So, um, so Susanna, I really hope that helps. I'm sorry if I kind of wandered a little bit. Um, if it didn't help, or if you need, if you have extended questions on, on what I've talked about today, please let me know, uh, whether you're Susanna or another listener, because, um, I mean, you make this podcast what it is. I say that so often because it's so true. When I get a question from somebody or I get a uh, a review or just a note saying thank you for this, this really meant a lot. Um, it, it means so much to me and it, it helps me find a direction. It helps me get pointed in the right direction. And that's important, I think, you know, because I want this to be valuable for you. This is, this is my what I love about this is that I have this expertise. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I've worked with young children for all of my adult life. Uh, and to, to be able to look back on my own raising of my own kids, but also to have all this uh, kind of ideas for how to help to, and then, and now to have a vehicle to give this to people so that I, I'm actually really helping. Uh, I can't tell you what that has meant to me. It's meant so, so very much. And I just appreciate it. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening, for reaching out, for asking questions, um, for just, for just being here. I, it means so, so much. And I wanted to share, I figure I'd better talk about, um, summer camp because as of next week, so this is June the 30th, the day that this drops, if you're listening to it in real time. And starting this coming Tuesday, we are changing our format for July and August. We're going, the, the podcast is going to summer camp and you're going to have to tune in to really find out what that means. Uh, I'm excited. It's, I think it's going to mean two episodes per week, every week in the summer. And the Tuesday one will be pertaining to one kind of more concrete, maybe child-centered activities, I guess I would say. And then the Thursday one is just a, a departure from from anything I've ever done on the podcast. And I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. So uh, so stay tuned for that. That's coming out. And as you are listening to them, please give me feedback. Let me know. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, summer camp is meant to be fun. And I do intend for it to be a lot of fun. So hopefully you will find it that way. And if you want to contribute or, you know, if you have an idea of how, you know, how I can switch it up or whatever. Well, not switch it up, but how I can extend maybe on what I, what I've been doing. I, I hope you'll let me know. I'm really looking forward to it. I think you're going to like it. And I think that's where I'm going to leave it for today. So Susanna, thank you very, very much for those two questions. I appreciate it. I hope these answers have helped. And um, I have a special thanks to our producer, the man without whom my life would be an awful lot less wonderful. The 19 time winner of the husband of the year award, Benjamin Culp. And thanks again so much for listening. We will see you next time. Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutokay. Or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out Okay podcast page. 
or Instagram at We Turned Out Okay, or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie, or you can even snail mail it to me. Karen Lock Culp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019. And you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening. 